Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of A Good Drop, where each week and every week we head on down to our favourite bottle shop, grab some mystery drinks, and just see what the hell we're drinking. Yes, and this week the mystery is Shiraz. So we're we're back with another blind taste tester, and uh, hopefully we'll enjoy them all. We're, we're sure you'll enjoy this episode. I'm Stu. I'm Michael. Cheers. Cheers. So in front of us, yes, three drinks. I'm, I'm really, I really hope we don't have a bad one. Yeah, we have three carefully concealed bottles of Shiraz that have been selected for me by a very helpful staff member at our favorite bottle shop, and I'm hoping that he selected so that even the cheap one doesn't kick us in the teeth. Or maybe the expensive one will kick us in the teeth just to throw us a curveball. Perhaps. <laughs> I hope none of them kick well, us in the teeth. <laughs> yes, it would be nice to, to avoid that. Yeah. So uh, let's start with bottle the first. Yeah, uh, we are going shortest to tallest again. <laughs> yeah, because why not? Why not? Why not? Um, So we've got no idea whether these have corks or screw tops. So we're just going to... Oh, that one's a screw top. This one's a screw top. It has some writing on it that I managed to not read. So hopefully I can actually unscrew the... What <laughs> Hands are, palms are sweaty. Yep. Knees weak, mum spaghetti. Knees weak, we bottles go. heavy. Okay. Here we go. So how much am I pouring? Uh, just a... Just a splash? Yeah, up to there. That'd be about a full glass anyway. No, well, actually, yeah, probably by the real standards. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not commoner standards. Not, not my standards, but... The... Yeah. But bar standards, that's probably a glass, yeah. Yeah. So, oh, it just occurred to me that we should be letting these breathe. Oh, we probably should. All right, we have now waited and we are back to... Let's get closer. Back to finally tasting these glasses. Yes, we have allowed it to breathe. We've done it the the justice. We've done it the honor it deserves. Potentially. Potentially. We're ready to... <laughs> well, the honor it potentially deserves. Yeah. Yes. And we're ready to smell and see what we think of the nose. Mm. Cheers. Cheers. Well, it smells very fruity. Yeah. A lot of tannins. Like, there's... It smells like there's... So many tannins, it just coats the inside of my nose. Yeah. Yeah, I can tell this is going to have a very heavy mouthfeel before mm. I've even tasted it. Like it, but, but the color's nice. Like, it's not a really thick red. Yeah, like it's, a, it's like a rich burgundy almost. Hmm. Yeah, but yeah, lots of fruit. All right. Taste. Oh. That's... Initially, it's quite sweet, and then there's a lot of spice in the back end. Mm. And, it's a, and it's a bit bitter, too. Yeah. Interesting. But very pleasant. It doesn't have that kick. Oh, it's got some bite, uh, alcohol bite to it, though. Oh, yeah. 
I mean, it's, it's warming. This is a winter drink. And it's definitely a Shiraz. There's no mm. doubt about that. I don't know. I honestly have no idea. <laughs> yeah, I think, we'll, I think we'll have to taste at least one of the others before we can start placing it on the on the price scale as we normally do to work out, is this the cheapest? Is it the one in the middle or is it the most expensive? Yeah. So the tannins don't really stick around on your tongue, but it is quite bitter. Yeah. It's got a very fleshy sort of mouthfeel, mm. really coats the roof of your mouth and wraps your tongue a little bit, passes quite quickly. Mm. So it's it's... It's very dry, this one. Mm. Very dry. Very pleasant, though. It doesn't um, It doesn't strike me as the low end. I'll take your I mean, word on I, that I one. don't know, because we haven't, <laughs> tried the, we haven't tried them all yet. Yeah. But... I mean, it, it doesn't fit what we typically have had for the low end, which is really easy to drink, but no complexity. Yeah. Because um, it doesn't... I wouldn't say it's that easy to drink. Yeah, when when we did gin, though, the the low end was just vicious. It wasn't easy to drink. No, but the high end, the really high end one was. Yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. Hmm. But we didn't really pick the complexity from that one, though. No, that's true. This one does have some complexity to it. Yeah, but it's, it's that bitterness that I'm unsure about. Yeah, though if this, like this may be a straight Shiraz, it may be a Shiraz blend. We can't really. Didn't you ask for just straight? I asked straight... for sh- I asked for Shiraz. I didn't say straight Shiraz. I said Shiraz. Mm. So it could be a Shiraz. But I mean, I'm I'm not going to rule out that one of these might be a Shiraz <laughs> blend because Shiraz is often blended. I mean, it's often yeah. not as well though, so it's yeah. hard to say. Very true. All right, I suppose we better keep drinking these. I'm really not liking this one. Um, yeah, that bitterness is getting to me. So, the other the other points we need to think about is we may not be drinking it at its best. Mm, that's that's true as well. Like it could, we we might have had it might be at its best in a couple of years' time. Yeah, and I guess that's something we'll need to when we actually take the bottles out of the bags that conceal them. We can check the divot and see. Yeah. You know, check the divot, check the year. Try mm. and work out, were we drinking it at its best? And maybe maybe we weren't, and that's why. Because yeah, the, the initial taste of it is very sweet, very pleasant. Yeah. But it's what comes in afterwards. Like a, like a similar bitterness grab on the back of your tongue, like Guinness. Yeah, like there's... Like it's, it's soft, but it's there. Mm, like it opens with a sweetness, and then there's a spice in the back, and then it just sort of fades away to this kind of bitter aftertaste almost. Mm. <laughs> like a uh, like a good drunk, sweet and happy, sweet and happy at the beginning, has a bit of spice in the middle, and is just bitter and cranky at the back. <laughs> yes, yeah, some might also say that that's like a long marriage. <laughs> wow. <laughs> No, probably not. I'm, I'm sure long marriages are happy and plentiful. Well, I'm. I would assume most are. Yes, but you definitely have that stereotype of a bitter, long, bitter marriage. Yeah, I think we've got uh, television to blame for that. Mm. For sure. Mm. For sure. All right. So 
we're going to pause the episode and uh, finish these in a relaxed fashion and yes. get, get back to number two. Number two. Okay, so now we are ready to move on to bottle the second. Bottle the second. It's slightly taller than bottle number one. It I'm, is. I'm still a little curious why the, that other bottle is so short. It's you actually got... quite a bit heavier too. Hmm. I wonder why. I yeah, wonder. maybe they're not the same size. Perhaps the volume is different. We can't see the label. We don't know. No, we've got no idea. All right, bottle a second with the red, dark. We had a, a bright red cap, a dark red cap, and a black cap. So yes, this is, is all we know. This is uh, dark red. Here goes. Ooh, it's darker. Ooh. Oh, it caught on the bag. That's why it kind of went everywhere. Well, good thing I grabbed the paper towel. Yeah. Yeah, so this one is a much deeper burgundy color than the mm. last one. Yeah. The other one was quite bright in comparison to this one. Anyone would think this is a different wine. Different, yeah. Um, color. Yeah, like I wouldn't have... Um... Whoa. Smell it. it. smells like tobacco... Oh, gosh. It's tobacco and wood. There is complexity to the nose of this wine. This is so different. But, but yeah, like tobacco, wood. Um, that other one. Dark, dark fruits? Yeah, I'd say like dark berry or something. Like it's... The other one, it had... Fragrances, it had sweet, it had spice, mm. but you couldn't really pick anything. Yeah. But this... This is very different. Very different, and it is so dark, like holding it up to light, I can't, can barely even see through it. Yeah. And the uh, bubbles, when, we pour, when, uh, you, when you poured it, they were white on the other one, but they were very, they were almost black on these ones, like that... Dark, dark red. Yeah. On on this these glasses. Yeah, I'm I'm really curious to taste this one. Mm. But we still got to give it a couple of minutes. Yes, we we need to let it sit for a while. Yeah. But my word, I don't want to because <laughs> I'm I'm so curious. Yeah. And that smell. Far out. It was totally unexpected. Yeah, because it is almost sort of smoky. Hmm. In in that fragrance, I mean, I'm still smelling like sweet fruits and things in it, but there's that smokiness and there's yeah, like the the specific this the specificity of what you can actually pick out of the nose, yeah, is remarkable compared to the other, the one. other one. Yeah, it was just wine. Maybe that was the cheap one. Mm. Perhaps it I was. Mean, it isn't as good as the last one. Isn't as good as this one. I'm guessing. I haven't. We haven't tasted we haven't it tasted yet. Yeah, but based purely on the smell. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, comparing the smell of that one to the smell of this one, that yeah. one smelled sweet and spicy. This one smells of 
sweet fruits and dark berry and smoke and like mm. yeah this one has a complexity that you expect from a higher end anything yeah based on the smell based on the smell yeah <laughs> yeah but when the time comes to taste who knows Hmm. Uh, so we have been letting them sit, letting them, like, swelling them around in the glass to help them aerate a little bit, oxidize a little bit. The caps have been off for a bit, so they should be good to go. Yes. So it's been about five minutes. So. Yeah, so the time has come. All right. Let's taste. Cheers. Cheers. That t- that is like thick. <laughs> yeah, that and very heavy on the tannins. Yeah, lots of tannins, lots of lots of spice. But it's interesting. It doesn't feel like it's wrapping your whole tongue, almost just like it's grabbing the sides or something. Like it's a strange sensation. Mm. Yeah. It's a little bit of bite. Yeah. Um, but all those smells we could smell, um, you can taste as well. It's very, very similar to the smell. Um, but the the uh, spicy fruits are a bit more noticeable, a bit more forward than the smoke. Yeah. And certainly in the aftertaste, the spice really lingers. Yeah. And the tannins linger a lot more than the last one. Yes. There's no, there's not really a noticeable bitterness like we had from the last one. It's there if you swill it around your mouth. Oh. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, you take a big mouth of it and kind of swill it around to get that full taste and, yep. Mm. But you know, I I have never been a big fan of Shiraz, and obviously you didn't pick these, so of course I'm not gonna like them. Yeah, well, straight off the bat. <laughs> yeah, there's. I mean, there's no telling. There was really no telling if even I would like them. Yeah, and because I wouldn't say that I like Shiraz. I like good Shiraz. Mm. And me, I mean, yeah, yeah, me too. Because there's a distinct difference between yeah. sh- liking Shiraz and liking good Shiraz. I don't really like any of these so far. Yeah, like I didn't mind the first one, and I like this one better. Mm. And I'm guessing you like this one better than the first one too. Yes, but I so far I wouldn't drink any of these again. Oh, I, I certainly I wouldn't buy the first bottle. No, no. Uh, however. Like the ones that you picked for our Shiraz episode, that was a good one. Oh, um, yeah. The ones we've had, the ones that I've had that you've picked have all been good. Mm. And you, you've had some good picks yourself of Shiraz's since have you I? learned a bit more about wine. What did I pick? The, uh, that devil one? Oh, that... the devil's bit. Yeah. Oh, the, yeah, demonic Shiraz. Mm. Not devil's bit, that was a um, cider. But yes, the, the demonic Shiraz that you chose was fantastic. That was a total fluke, though. 
So not chosen through care and knowledge, just luck. Yeah. Seriously. <laughs> right. It was a good label. Um, oh, yes, clearly. Yeah. Good label, but surprisingly good drink. Um, yeah, I'm I'm happy being honest about that. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, you, you got lucky about the... Um, uh, what was that... Uh, you, you got lucky with the um, with the monsters, monsters attack Riesling in the in the same way, just picked yeah. by the name, yeah, and well, it ended up being fantastic. We had to pick it based on the name because yeah. that's what we were looking for. But it was great. Mm. It was really good, and I've bought a few of those bottles since. Mm. Um, and the Tempranillo that I bought to make the sangria with that ended up being really good. Again, just luck. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I was looking for things like awards, price, divot, region, those kind of things. And I would have had a better uh, chance of getting it right than someone who doesn't know. Yeah. So there you go. A, a mix of knowledge and luck. Yeah. Not pure luck alone. Yeah. Let's go with that. Yes. <laughs> All right, so I think we're done tasting this one. Let's get into drink number three. Yes, let's. So, we have glass, the final in front of us, the tallest. Yes. This one's... Actually, this one's really pale as well as the first one. Yeah, very light in colour. Yeah, we've already poured it. uh, We've let it sit for a while. It's, uh, what does it smell like? It smells fruity. It does. It's still got that um, tobacco smell, though. Tobacco and wood smell. Yeah, very, very subtle sort of burnt wood chip kind of smell to it. Hmm. But not as strong as the other one. Not as strong as the other one, no. And I can't really put my finger on any particular fruit that the sweetness might be coming from. It's just a sort of sweet kind of smells like dried fruit actually a little bit of dried fruit well christmas christmas uh fruit mince pie kind of smell bit of cinnamon bit of ginger okay i'll just take your word for that i'm not not picking up the cinnamon or the ginger but well i mean nodding in the direction it's mostly fruit like fruit mince yeah that's what i'm trying to go with yes yes i'm sort of getting getting that let's uh Mm. Hmm. Let's have a taste. Oh, cheers. Cheers. You nearly jumped the gun there. Nearly. <laughs> oh, okay. Mm. That's interesting. There's a lot of tannins, a lot of bite. And then the flavor just sort of washes away and you're left with that bubbly mouthfeel from tannins yeah but i think i got like a uh, almost like a smoked ham flavor did you i I don't know something smoky for sure Uh, i mean the smoke is there yeah but i'm definitely getting more of the um berries red berries 
Yeah, like it's it's not as sweet as it smells. No, and it's it's not nearly as spicy as the other two. No, but the flavors are are quite similar to the second one. Yeah, it, it's interesting because it has an appearance that's similar to the first, a flavor that's similar to the second, and ta- and tannins that are similar to the second, and tannins that are similar to the second. Yeah. Um. That's interesting mm. And yeah, if you have too big of a mouthful It's got quite a bit of bite to it But no bitterness But no bitterness, no, that's true It's very smooth mm. Maybe this is our cheap It's got a bit more complexity than the first one though Yeah, I guess I mean, We weren't picking out individual fruits or subtle smokiness or anything in the first one True but we've also had two glasses of wine each. Also true. <laughs> our uh, our palate is more calibrated than than when we started off. Yes, we must take that into account hmm. when we make our final assessment of which we think is which. I reckon. I I would actually buy this one again. Out of the three, I think this is the nicest, the nicest to drink. Yeah, I'm I'm inclined to agree. Like I would probably go hunting through the store and find a bottle of this again. And hmm. yeah, it's it's very good because it's you know it's quite smooth. It's got everything you'd expect in a Shiraz. It's I'm actually finding this one sweeter than the other two. Yeah. Which is interesting because it didn't smell like it smelled sweet, but not as sweet. Yeah, it's um, it's sweeter on the mid palate as opposed to at the front. Mm. I think so. If you um, swell it over the sides of your tongue, it's that's where the the berries are coming out. The raspberry, raspberry, that's the f- berry I'm thinking of. Yeah. Yeah, raspberry. And yeah, the tannins are there, but they're not too heavy, and the mouthfeel is a little fleshy, but not overly. Mm. Um, I would pair this with. I think this one would go with um, with dessert. Like a, mm. a uh, brulee. Oh, something yeah. like that. Yeah, I could see that working. Um, something, something citrusy that would complement the the raspberry flavors, raspberry and fruit mints flavors. Yes. So I guess now we need to work out where we think they came mm. in the price range. I think this is. All right. So last one we drank. Oh, we'll do it in um... order from first to last. Yeah. Because that makes more sense. Makes more sense, yes. So, bottle number one, where I, do you think that came? I think that was the cheap one. So, then I'm assuming that you, like me, think that we actually drank them in order from cheapest to most expensive. No. No? No. I think the middle one is the most expensive. But the, the one that is the middle is the nicest. The one that is the last is the nicest. The one that is the last is the one in the middle. That's what I'm talking about. So you think that the first one was the cheapest. Oh, yeah. Sorry. (laughs) The middle one was the most expensive, and the one that we had last was the one in the middle. 
Yes. Yes. So one cheapest, most expensive, good drop. Yes, and I, I kind of feel the same. Almost, yeah, because there, there was a lot more complexity to the one in the middle. Mm. And complexity seems to be where the more expensive ones shine and like they're like, we're so complex, so that's how we get to get away with Yeah. It's like charging more. Who cares about the burn? Like who yeah. cares about the bad flavors? The good flavors are like the bad flavors are a part of the good flavor experience. Mm. Whereas in the middle, they're trying they're still trying to be good. They're go- going for good and getting rid of the bad. And, yeah, and cheap st- is just trying to get rid of the bad. Yeah. <laughs> and just have some nice, simple flavors that work. Yeah, yeah. so let's uh, let's have a look at what the first one was. All right. Here we go. The short one. It is. It is the Little Giant Barossa Shiraz. It's a 2017. Yep. Divot is, Divot says. And Divot is uh, quite deep. This probably is good this year or next year. Really? Judging, I mean, it could have probably had another year or two, but I'd say it's, I'd say it would be good from this year until maybe 2021. That's, it's quite a shallow divot for a Shiraz though. Oh, for a Shiraz, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, Like this, this year, yeah, as I say, this year to next year is probably the sweet point. Yeah. All right. So the the divot, what what is it? The little, um, the little giant 2017 Barossa Shiraz. And on the back, it says, small, powerful, and thick-skinned, just like the wombat. The Shiraz grape <laughs> is the little giant of the wine world. This little dark guy might be small, but the taste is powerful, full-bodied, with black fruits, peppery spices, and dark chocolate. Shiraz and the wombat are both icons of South Australia, proving truly great things come in small packages. I mean, right. the chocolate was there if you like the bitterness of a dark... Yeah, yeah, true. So, <laughs> but, but I didn't really taste it. So I get why it's short and fat because they've uh, there's a wombat on the logo. Their their thing is the wombat. They've gone with so the wombat they've motif. made it short and fat to go with yeah. their wombat motif. The uh, the bottle says expensive because the the label the the label's embossed and it looks like they've got a handwritten seventeen. They have got a handwritten seventeen, I think. Well, they they can still print it. Well, yes, but yeah, they've printed looking like a handwritten seventeen. Yeah. Yeah, I reckon this is the. It, it's like someone's trying to tried to do a a craft wine, a craft shiraz. So you think that the one that we thought was the cheapest is actually the most expensive? Well, let, let's do the rest of them, and then yeah. we'll do the big reveal from the receipt, and then we'll know for sure. They, they've definitely tried to make it look upmarket. All right, number two. Okay, the second bottle was the Kaleski Mopper Shiraz 2018. And it has an insanely deep divot. And this probably could have been sellered for another five years. Oh, damn. (laughs) And it was all right. Yeah. It was all right. So it's drinkable, but it's not at its best yet. Yeah, so, and it says on the label, since 1853, the Kaleski family have been farming and growing grapes on their family estate at Mopper near the village of Grinick in the northwestern Barossa Valley. After six generations of grape growing, seventh generation family members Troy and Tony Kaleski established the Kaleski Winery 
producing traditionally handcrafted, sustainable, and natural estate-grown wines with a true sense of place. Mopa Shiraz pays homage to the Mopa district that is home to the Koleski vineyards and winery. In the 1800s, in the 1800s, it was a flourishing settlement of pioneering farming families and gold miners. There were few schools in the region, so local parents established the Mopa Public School in 1873 to give their children a formal education. Located in the Koleski property, multiple generations of Koleski children attended the school until its closure in 1935. Sourced entirely from a selection of Keski Mopa vineyards, this Shiraz has a trace of Petit Fadeau and Voignier added, giving it a contemporary edge. Hmm. So it's not a pure Shiraz. It's not a pure, pure Shiraz, and it's a strong one. It is 14.5%, 8.6 standards. That actually doesn't surprise me because it had that warmth to it. Yeah. Like we would, I could tell you were sweating after that gla- a glass of that. Oh, yeah. And it's, um, it's a shame that it could have been solid for longer and undoubtedly it would have mellowed those stronger flavors that we didn't enjoy so much. Hmm. That's true. Although, if I hold on to it for a week... If, when I see you next, uh, it'll probably be at its best. Mm, quite if, possibly, if we yeah, give it another seven days of just sitting open, waiting. Yeah, seven days, about six, seven years. Seven days. Yeah. Yes. So, bottle three. Bottle three. Nineteen crimes. Yeah, this one is the nineteen crimes twenty eighteen Shiraz, and it would have probably been at its best next year, judging by the divot. Hmm. So, on the back, it says, It was 1788. Criminals were becoming colonists thanks to new laws passed by the British Empire. Laws that would see the punishment of transportation to a foreign land, Australia, became a reality for thousands. Many of those who travelled the globe en route to their frontier prison would perish at sea. The rough-hewn prisoners who reached Australia lived in servitude beneath the lash. Pioneers in a frontier penal colony... They forged a new country and new lives, brick by brick. Over 200 crimes could see you sent to Australia. This Shiraz celebrates 19 of them because, well, one must start somewhere. <laughs> and So the, that's been one of the, the cheap advertised ones, one of those uh, bargain barrel wines at our favourite bottle shop. Yeah, and uh, it's a... It's eight standards. It's 13.5%. Oh, yeah. So it's also a little on the stronger side for a... Oh, the uh, Little Giant was 14.2 as well. So these are all yeah. beefy I mean, Sh- Shirazes tend to be a bit on the stronger side, I think. Yeah. There, must be a, there must be a lot of uh, sugars in the Shiraz berry. Yeah, I think there might be. So now we check the receipt and we see which one is which. I mean... Yeah. Because so, we, we thought that the first one was the cheapest, but now that the 19 Crimes has come out, which we thought was in the middle, yeah. it was probably actually the cheapest, but we we can't be 100% yet. So the 19 Crimes was the cheapest. Gotcha. Coming in at $10.40, so the one you liked most and would buy again. That's not that cheap. No. That's not a cheap Shiraz. We've been tricked. <laughs> well, it's, it's on the it's on the low end com- compared to the others. I was expecting like a five dollar Shiraz. Because the one in the middle, yeah, the little giant. 
Okay. Barossa Shiraz. Yep. 1999. Right. And the top one was the Koleski Mopa Shiraz at 29.99. So we picked the expensive one right. Yes, we picked the most expensive one right. So it was, and we were wrong on the other two. So it was 10, 20 and 30. 10, 20 and 30. Huh. I don't I don't think he went cheap enough on the uh cheap one. Oh, I told him to go 10, 20, 30 just to keep it simple. Oh, okay. Because, you know, simplifies things. Yep. Because hmm. if you say cheap, expensive, more expensive, you never know where they're going to go with the more expensive or how cheap they're going to go with the cheap. Well, when I uh, when I pick when I get them to pick spirits, it's cheap, one around fifty dollars and one around eighty dollars. Hmm. Because yeah, also with Shiraz, I didn't want it to go too cheap. Yeah. <laughs> I I had fears. Yeah. <laughs> I I had to specify how a price range for the cheapest to make sure we didn't end up with something that was dreadful. Good call. Good because call. we still get that comparison. Yeah. Because there's very clean divisions there. And I think that the most I think that the most expensive probably would have been the best if we were drinking it five years from now. Yeah, definitely. It's got the complexity there and you know, it, the the divot says, give it a few, give it half a decade. Yeah, give it <laughs> give it more time. <laughs> yeah, but the uh, little giant of the nineteen crimes, they're probably about right. Either yeah, I mean, this the, year or the end of this year. Yeah, so they they know. should have been ideal, and the little giant was just. I think it would have been better end of this year. Yeah. Just judging by the last mouthful that yeah, I had. Yeah, because the last mouthful was better than all the others. Mm. So I would guess that that's one that if we leave it just another day, it's probably going to go down a lot smoother. Uh, you can find us on the social medias as A Good Drop Podcast. We're on Facebook and Instagram. Yes, you can, uh, of course, find us on your favorite podcasting app, Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, Spotify, and really anywhere else that you go for podcasts as a good drop all about alcohol. Uh, and if you want to check out our website full of our backlog of... We've got a, this is episode 120. We've got tons of episodes now. If you want to have a look at our library, at uh, our web address is agooddrop.com.au. And if you've got any comments, questions, feedback, suggestions for future episodes, or if you've got a Shiraz that you really like and want us to try, send us an email to agooddrop at gmail.com. And be sure to tune in to our next episode when we talk about something that's not alcoholic and how you can mix it with alcohol. <laughs> We're going to be talking about tea. To the surprise of no one, there is quite a lot of history to tea. Yes, yeah. And then, of course, if something existed, people mixed alcohol with it. Yeah, of course. I still don't know how I feel about that. Tea is tea. It's not an alcoholic drink. But, but it can be. Prove me wrong, Nicole. Yeah. Prove me wrong. Until then, cheers. Cheers. <laughs>